The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! I won again. I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. I'm going out with the girls this weekend. Nails, done. Outfit, stunner. And my skin? I know it's going to be glowing because I glammed up my shower routine with new Olay Indulgent Moisture Body Wash. It smells so luxurious and deeply moisturizes with its super rich, creamy lather that's bursting with vitamin B3 complex. So my skin glows and my confidence grows. Try new Olay Indulgent Moisture Body Wash for glowing skin in just 14 days. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What if AI could help your business deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com consulting. IBM. Let's create. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Hello and welcome to It Could Happen Here. It, it is I'm, 3 p.m. in the winter, so it's all of those at once over here. <laughs> that is true. That is true. It is 76 here. <laughs> <laughs> it's regular all evening time here. No this. winter included, you know, just mm-hmm. rain and hot. That's the two moods of the weather. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which winter is it right now? Is it rain winter or hot winter? Neither. <laughs> there is no winter. Winter's never. Well, I hope that winter never comes to the island. If it does, yeah. I think we'll be in some deep shit. You know, if you guys get yeah. snow, things have really yeah, gone yeah. south. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's time yeah. for us all to reevaluate our practices when that happens. Yeah. Until then, absolutely. It means absolutely. the parrots have migrated to Alaska. Oh God. <laughs> Uh, they, they, this is... they do a lot of movements around the evening time, mm-hmm. so I wouldn't be surprised if they decide to pack up and leave us all behind. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is It Could Happen Here, as as you might be aware, a podcast about things falling apart. And today's episode is brought to us by Andrew. Hello. Of the YouTube channel, Andrewism. Mm-hmm. Just to avoid confusion with other Andrews, you know, Abusing oh, I did my, not like, realize. Yeah, yeah, that's there. right. Son of the Queen. Yeah, you know, you could talk about Prince Andrew. You could talk about <laughs> Andrew Teeth. You know, it's like I had to distinguish myself. You know. <laughs> yeah, you're the best, Andrew. I oh, appreciate that. Anytime, buddy. So I'd like to spend some time today, tonight. What is time, really? 
uh, and to talk about the concept of degrowth, you know, where it comes from, what it means, what it needs, and all that other fun stuff. Are you guys familiar with degrowth as as a concept? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, and it's uh, yeah. I I please please. I mean, it's one of those things that gets a lot of like uh, flack on one hand for people saying that it's basically eco fascism, and then you have folks being like, no, it's a it's a perfectly reasonable response to the kind of endless growth attitude that got us into the environmental catastrophe we're currently experiencing. That's uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that um, yeah. having released a video on degrowth last week, and having read through some of the comments I've received, um, I've come to the conclusion that there is no getting through to some people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because... Oh no. You, people people love to listen to like a third of what you say and then get really angry at what they think you said. Every time we talk about like the value of of things like, you know, the, the Four Thieves Vinegar Collective, you know, hacking different medicines or training people to be medics, somebody hops on the subreddit and said, I think it's kind of ableist that they think that, you know, people can replace doctors with with street medics. No one no one's ever made that case. That, that's not yeah, a thing yeah. that anyone has yeah. ever said. <laughs> I'm going to make it my entire life mission to only specifically make this case. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All we no, need no, no. is doctors a guy with are... some gauze and yeah. water in a bag. Yeah, yeah. Do- doctors are bourgeoisie. Uh, they, 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 they must all die when the revolution mm-hmm. comes. They will only be replaced with street medics. It's going to be great. I'm texting all of this to our friend Kava right now, Dr. Hoda. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just ridiculous. So people will literally project what they think you said onto what you actually said. Yeah. Um it's very, very obvious when it's taken place. I don't know how they don't feel embarrassed. You know, a lot of times I barely comment on things, I barely like respond to things. And when I do, I check and recheck and recheck what the person has said. Then I check and recheck and recheck what I see. Before I yeah. make a statement, because it makes Cause I don't you feel know like how you're you going could, crazy. Like, how, how do I feel embarrassed? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like everybody who has watched the video can see that you haven't watched it. <laughs> <laughs> They've just done like a term search and then appeared, and uh, yeah, and like they, yeah, yeah, to come to engage you. Pretty yeah. much, pretty yeah. much. But I mean, if I were to be a slave to the algorithm, I would say all that engagement helps, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it does. It helps. It helps one thing for sure. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't help get us to a better place. Unfortunately, and speaking of things that do not help us get to a better place, I think it's the growth primarily is about confronting this destructive ideology of growthism. You know, it's something we see all around us, something we interact with on a fairly regular basis. You see the images of the Amazon rainforest being cut down to be um, turned into soy farms until eventually it's made into cattle grazing fields. Uh, you talk about the constant expansion of oil infrastructure. You talk about the constant expansion of mining operations. You talk about the continued rise of fast fashion that people are extremely defensive of whenever you try to criticize it. Um, all of these systems, all of these uh, industries, all of these practices uh, are part of part and parcel or rather products of this ideology of growthism that capitalism is driven by. And I know it may be strange for some people to sort of 
deprogram from this idea that growth is like an unadulterated good, uncontroversially positive, um, because, you know, nature's like all about growth, right? You know, when you think of growth, you think of a plant peeking out of the soil. You think of a baby kitten growing up to be a cat. You talk about like babies becoming toddlers, becoming young children, becoming older children, becoming, you know, tweens and teens and then finally adults. And then from there, Joe Biden. Um, but, you know, there's this whole idea of growth and that growth is like a natural part of life. And that is true. But growth in life does not go on and on and on and on. You know, organisms grow up to a certain point and then they maintain a healthy equilibrium, or at least they try to. Um, of course, health is not necessarily a natural state of affairs because viruses are just as natural as the cells they attack. Um, and then you could also get all uh, ephemeral and talk about personal growth and how life is a constant journey of personal growth and whatever. But speaking materially, speaking physically, growth has a limit. People grow up to a certain height, a certain size, and so on. And when growth doesn't stop, that's when we start running into problems. As yeah. I understand, the reason that cancer is so difficult to cure is because your own body turning against you. It's your it's some of the many trillions of your own cells deciding, okay, time to just grow and grow and grow without limit. And what happens in most of those cases, in many of those cases rather, unfortunately, people die as a result. So in our bodies, in our own bodies, we understand that growth is not always positive. And yet, that sick logic of growth for its own sake is exactly what the global economy relies on. It's not just thing as too much growth, too much money, too much stuff. You, know, you have all these wealthy nations that continue to expand and grow and attempt to hoard. Uh, I heard one person use the analogy, I can't remember who it was, um, talking about how capitalism is now attempting to, the new frontiers for capitalism is to expand and colonize our own minds. Um, and so every economy, every sector, every industry is expected to keep growing, keep growing, keep growing, no matter what. One of the responses that I got on my video on degrowth is that, oh, well, you're saying that growth is this, and growthism is this capitalist thing, but, you know, China and USSR, and they grew and they industrialized, and they are just as susceptible to ecological destruction as any other capitalist country. And that is true. <laughs> but that's also part of why I would consider those countries to be um, state capitalist projects um, and not anything close to what I envision. But of course, the moment you introduce any idea that sounds even vaguely socially oriented, even vaguely ecologically oriented, um, people automatically assume you're trying to go for like a new United Soviet Socialist Republic. But I think we need to explore different paths to improving quality of life, to quote-unquote developing, and that's a tricky subject I'll get into a bit later. But we need to think of ways that we can help people and help people live better lives without relying 
on decimating the biosphere. It's a tricky conversation to be had um, because when people think of growth, they think of it as a positive. And when you criticize that positive, they think the inverse. They think you're trying to make everybody degrade and go down to like a worse quality of life, to rush back to, to like a lower life expectancy or to transform our mode of production back to like hunting and gathering. But the truth is that degrowth as a, a movement, as a system of thought is more so about trying to find that balance between a good quality of life for all, not just this unequal quality of life that we see around the world and the capitalism, while also balancing the fact that we live in a material world, we live on a planet that has limited resources, we need to balance those resources, we need to consider and be good stewards of, you know, uh, planet that we share with other living creatures. Capitalism really is driven by this ideology of growthism because it is structurally incentivized, structurally, it's a structural imperative in the capitalist system. It's not exclusively driven by greed, as some people assume. And I think that's that that this idea that oh, it's all up to like personalities uh, kind of hampers people's ability to analyze systems because it doesn't matter whether um, we suddenly put each and every CEO in a position where they are all completely 100% altruistic. Uh, it's not that they're all being driven by greed. It's because under capitalism, you know, capitalists own capital and Capital that is stagnant is capital that is losing its value. And so they look for things to invest in so they can grow their capital. Capital being anything from real estate, factories, machinery, intellectual property, financial assets, or just the money that they use to make more money. If it's stagnant, it's losing value. And so they're trying to increase its value. Um, and so they seek out companies that have growing profits year after year, so their capital will grow year after year. And if that growth slows down, they pull out and look elsewhere to invest. Companies that fail to grow will lose their investors and collapse. And so companies do everything in their power to maintain growth so they can maintain their investors, regardless of how much havoc they wreak upon the world. So if any barriers are preventing their growth, they had to bulldoze those barriers. You know, environmental protections are barriers. Labor laws are barriers. Protectionist policies are barriers. The commons were a barrier. Indigenous populations were a barrier. And so on and so forth. All of these acts of violence open up these new frontiers for growth, for appropriation, for accumulation. And so in comes degrowth, or the French term for it is decroissant. Um, and I know that I likely pronounced that incorrectly. It's the French. We could disrespect them. <laughs> there are no Precisely. consequences. Precisely. I think um, they need to sit down and reflect on their nuclear empire. Um, but anyway. <laughs> High Five Casino. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at highfivecasino.com. 
the hottest games right from Vegas, and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino. Glow with your best skin. Be confident in your skin. Be brave in your skin. With Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash, cover your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. Olay Body is a proud sponsor and supporter of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride, raising funds and support for the LGBTQ plus community. Olay Body wants you to feel empowered to live with confidence in your own skin, not just all month, but all year long. And when you feel the best in your skin, you can do anything. So this pride glow with confidence with the help of Olay Body. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Happy Pride! Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values, premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary, indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the Natural Hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This idea of degrowth really first was developed. I have to say that I appreciate what the intellectuals have come up with. They, they're good at sitting down and, and thinking about stuff. I'll give them that. Fair. <laughs> yeah. I'll give them that. Um, so this one French intellectual, a guy named André Gors, uh, in 1972 coined the term de croissant, French for degrowth. Gors basically posed a question that 
remains at the center of degrowth. Is the Earth's balance, for which no growth or even degrowth of material production is a necessary condition, compatible with the survival of the capitalist system? I would venture to say no. <laughs> it is not in any way compatible with the survival of the capitalist system because we have seen that in the short period of time that the ca capitalism has existed, it has rapidly uh, triggered the capitalocene, or as some people regrettably call it, the Anthropocene. Uh, it has rapidly triggered the sixth great mass extinction event. Um, and so I do not believe that the Earth's balance is compatible with its survival. And so Decoissant, a movement of activists mainly, flourished in Lyon in the early 2000s in the wake of protests for car-free cities, communal meals in the streets, food cooperatives, and campaigns against advertising. They went from France to Italy, where green and anti-globalization activists uh, mobilized against this whole concept of capitalism's constant encroachment and expansion and growth. It expanded into Catalonia and Spain in 2006. It eventually built up to the size where it could sustain a movement, uh, a, mag a magazine rather, called La de Croissant, uh, which currently sells a few thousand copies a month. Around the same time, in 2004, a researcher and activist named Francois Schneider uh, took a year-long walking tour on a donkey uh, to disseminate degrowth throughout France, and that received some media coverage. Eventually, Schneider founded uh, an academic collective known as Research and Degrowth, along with Denis Bayon and Fabrice Flippo, and they eventually began international conferences one in Paris in 2008 and the second in Barcelona in 2010. And so the English term degrowth was officially used for the first time at the Paris conference, which really marked the birth of the international research community around degrowth. Following the success of the conferences in Paris and Barcelona, other conferences were held in Montreal in 2011, Venice in 2012, Leipzig in 2014, uh, and degrowth as an idea spread to groups in Flanders, Switzerland, Finland, Poland, Greece, Germany, Portugal, Norway, Denmark, Czech Republic, well, I guess it's Czechia now, Mexico, Brazil, Puerto Rico, Canada, Bulgaria, Romania, and elsewhere. Degrowth as an idea, as in some movement, has been gaining ground, despite the criticisms that some have that, oh, well, you can't call it something negative like degrowth because people won't be, you know, happy with it or whatever. Um... And I'll get to that criticism in a, in a bit. But it's been steadily growing since it was first, you know, developed in the 1970s. Um, at this point in time, if you go on the Degrowth website, you will find thousands of articles and studies in their library. And of course, this is not to say that, oh, because a concept has a lot of followers or thinkers or published works it's automatically uh a-okay -okay, ultimately correct but at this point in time i think a lot of people are looking at the direction we are going in and recognizing that 
we cannot continue along this path of growth. And so they're actively looking for a way out, looking for a way to find that balance, recognizing that capitalism is not compatible with the Earth's balance. And so degrowth ultimately rejects the illusion of growth. It calls to repoliticize the public debate that has been colonized by the idiom of economism um, that has been driven toward, as a social objective, economic growth. Degrowth is a project advocating for the democratically led shrinking of production and consumption with the aim of achieving social justice and ecological sustainability. I think when some people hear degrowth, uh, despite all the explanations out there, despite even consuming those explanations, they might still have this idea in their head that degrowth is this thing where a bunch of armed government-sponsored environmental activists roll up and take your car and your house and force <laughs> you to live in a cave. Um, but degrowth and how we degrow our economy is going to rely on the popular um, involvement of the people. You know, it's not like you could just snap your fingers or just decree it and make it so. Um, it's not meant to be like how it is under neoliberalism where you have all this austerity. Degrowth is supposed to be all of us coming together to this, to figure out how we can live in alignment with our biosphere, with our bioregion, with the planet, scaling down our individual and our community um, supply chains and localizing our consumption in order to reduce the reliance on this highly extractive, highly growth-dependent capitalist, global capitalist economy. Degrowth also signifies a direction, a desired direction, one in which societies use fewer natural resources and organize and live much differently than they live today. The ideas of, you know, sharing, which is something that we teach to preschoolers, uh, simplicity, conviviality, care, and the commons are primary concepts in terms of what a degrowth society should look like. Uh, in one of my previous podcast episodes, I would have discussed the commons a bit. So if anyone's curious about what the commons are, they can check that out. Um, and of course, on my channel, I also speak about the commons as an institution and about libraries of things. And so degrowth has offered a sort of a framework that connects all of these different ideas, concepts, proposals um, with the criticism of growth, with the criticism of GDP, with the criticism of commodification, um, the process that converts social products and socio-ecological services and relations into commodities of the monetary value. On the constructive side, because degrowth is not just limited to criticism, degrowth imagines reproductive economies of care, the reclamation of old and the creation of new commons, man-made and natural. Caring for commons in communal forms of living and producing, um, liberating our time from work and making it available 
to caring for our communities and caring for our ecology. Because if you think about a lot of the activities that are currently so needed at this point in time, uh, in terms of ecological restoration, in terms of um, degrowth, they're not profitable, you know? Planting mangroves to shore up our shores, to defend our shores from erosion and from storms is not profitable. Replanting forests and sparking nature's processes of ecological restoration are not profitable. And of course, there is a whole sort of ecosystem, uh, economic, political ecosystem dedicated to these kinds of projects um, with all the NGOs and government organizations involved in replanting the Sahel region in Africa, for example, creating the Great Green Wall. Um, but those projects tend to be rife with issues and a lack of maintenance because they do not involve local communities in the decision-making surrounding um, that process of restoration. And on top of that, of course, these projects are not embedded in a broader project for degrowth. So a government might be a government might be planting trees and planting forests in one part of the country and extracting and drilling in another part of the country. And so there needs to be an integration of all these different projects with a broader push and direction towards degrowth. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! I won again! I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. Glow with your best skin. Be confident in your skin. Be brave in your skin. With Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash, cover your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. Olay Body is a proud sponsor and supporter of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride, raising funds and support for the LGBTQ community. Olay Body wants you to feel empowered to live with confidence in your own skin, not just all month, but all year long. And when you feel the best in your skin, you can do anything. So this pride glow with confidence with the help of Olay Body. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Happy Pride! Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge 
indulges your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. I want to circle back around to this idea that um, degrowth uh, is a critique of GDP as a concept. Um, Degrowth is not necessarily the same as negative GDP growth, but when you consider how GDP is measured as it's counted, it's about financial transactions and not necessarily the non-financial ones. And so if we were to green our economy, if we were to degrow our society, um, we're not going to be seeing the yearly gross domestic activity increases of two or three percent. Yeah, there's there's an old like 2011 slogan that's uh, if the when the bank takes your house that increases GDP. <laughs> <laughs> right, that is true. That is true. A lot of uh, positive and constructive and beneficial actions that people do on a regular basis do not contribute to GDP. Whereas entire destructive yeah. industries contribute significantly to it's, GDP. Uh, rent we, every month. We, we started this by talking, by comparing kind of the quest for endless growth to a cancer. But I almost think it, a better comparison is like, you know, there was that article earlier this year about how specific kinds of people, particularly like rich weirdos in the tech industry, are paying thousands of dollars to have their legs broken and like lengthened so that they <laughs> can like be out. three inches taller. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. that's, 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 that's a, that's a shitload of how at like, it's, yeah, I mean, it's weaker. They can never, you, we can never run again, but you are technically taller. So we'll count it as growth. Yeah. For real. For real. Mm. Go up. I'm yeah. too much of a coward to wear platforms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you don't, you don't have the chutzpah to be a short king. Unbelievable. <laughs> Sometimes I do think that like when anthropologists on Earth are civilization, they'll wonder why we were so fascinated about line go up. Mm-hmm. But like <laughs> then they'll realize that the whole point of the civilization was line go up. Like that mm-hmm. <laughs> that was our truly. deity. Truly, yeah. truly. It's 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 I don't know. I my, my eyes my eyes bleed sometimes thinking about <laughs> how this 
whole system is structured and how it just continues to chug along. But um, that's why I spend so much time writing and reading and talking about these issues, right? Uh, trying to find a way out. And so that is also what degrowth advocates are looking to do. They're looking for a way out, you know, a way for a better life for us all. Which brings me to the whole criticism of degrowth that is essentially optics, right? They say it's not appropriate to use a negative word to signify desired positive changes. But degrowth advocates deliberately choose, I mean, in my video, I said that I'm fine with either calling it degrowth or calling it post-growth or whatever. Um, but degrowth advocates have chosen the term degrowth for a reason. The use of negation for a positive project is aimed towards creating that sort of um, questioning, you know, towards getting people to reconsider this idea of growth as an ultimate good to decolonize an uh, imagination that has been dominated by this whole capitalist conception of the future consisting of, you know, line go up. It's this automatic assumption and association of growth with better that the word degrowth wants to dismantle, wants to deconstruct. And so degrowth is a deliberately subversive slogan. And of course... Degrowth is not aimed at, you know, deconstructing the most necessary sectors, devolving de the most necessary sectors. We're not talking about degrowing education, degrowing medical care, degrowing, you know, well, renewable energy is kind of a tricky subject, but degrowing renewable energy. Um, it's more so about primarily and first of all targeting the most in destructive industries, you know, the financial sector. Um, we would prefer to see institutions like health and education flourish rather than grow or develop. We want a change that is qualitative, not necessarily quantitative. We want to see a flourishing of the arts, a flourishing of philosophies, a flourishing of... Um, vernacular architectures, a flourishing of the creativity of people. That's qualitative. It's not about, oh, well, line go up, so things more good. You know, it's not about yeah. we have 10 industrial outputs last year. Now we have 12. That's so good. You know, <laughs> we want something. We want qualitative change. And if most people really sit down and think about what they want in their life, I don't think a lot of people are going are gonna to think of, oh, well, I want next year's iPhone to have a 12% increase in the camera quality. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. more so that you want better, you know, rest, um, more um, connected communities, uh, healthier commute or healthier... Um, I guess, city layout um, that's more conducive to interaction, it's more conducive to um, small-scale movement. It's not about, <laughs> like I said, you know, it's not about trying to get line to go up. 
like cryptocurrency, as I think about it, is like perhaps the best example or like NFTs, right? Like they created a bunch of value that literally created nothing. It had nothing other than exchange value. Exactly. Exactly. It's just nonsense. Yeah. Pretend money. I also want to talk for a moment about like development as a concept, right? Because another common criticism of degrowth is that, oh, well, what about the global south? What about the third world? What about all the poor countries and poor people of the world? You just want to leave them behind? And for one, I, I, I find it strange because the person in question, at least with the video response that I got, implicitly assumes that I am from like a global north nation and I'm just fine <laughs> sitting down with my, you know, um, same day Amazon delivery and Starbucks and um, sprawling suburbs and whatever it is that, you know, they imagine my lifestyle is like. But I think first and foremost, part of the whole move for degrowth is to consider, um, like I said, reason to improving people's quality of life worldwide, which capitalism is not interested in. Capitalism will maintain a perpetual underclass because they're easier to exploit. And so there's this whole idea of development, right? It has this baggage, um, this very colonial baggage. But it's development is really like growth. It's meant to have like a limit. It's un- unfolding towards a predetermined end. You know, an embryo eventually develops into a fetus. Or she eventually develops into a baby. Or she eventually develops into a child. Or she eventually develops into an adult who then ages and dies. But development, for the sake of development, with no end, with no aims, with no goals, with no sense of um, self-critique or questioning, it's a disaster waiting to happen. I can look at my own country. I'm from Trinidad and Tobago, for those who don't know, and think of things that need to get better, right? Things that would really improve people's quality of life. Um, to think about the fact that we really need to get rid of our reliance on cars and bring back our train system um, that was dismantled so long ago. Uh, I could think about the fact that we need to improve our food autonomy because we are extremely reliant on food imports. Um, things like that I can think about that would improve people's ability to live well and sustainably on this island. But those things, those aims, those are, those are goals, right? I'm not just thinking, oh, development, development, development. I'm thinking, okay, there's point B. How do I get there from point A? How are we going to meet people's basic needs? And this whole and the, the whole degrowth project is really about that whole conversation between the global north and the global south, right? And the global north needs to reduce their demand for a lot of the resources and goods so that they're more accessible to the global south. But in making those things more accessible, places in the global south are not meant to follow the same path that the global north took that put us in our mess. The whole idea is that we need to find a different path. We need to find a different trajectory. We need to think for ourselves 
instead of trying to keep up with the Joneses in order to determine what a good life would mean for us in our ecological niche, in our uh, geographical situation. Yeah, like this is like we did, we did, we we did the, we did this in China, right? Like we we did the entire development thing, and the product is now like people literally walking eighteen miles on foot after having broken out of a Foxconn factory that they've been locked in and forced to make iPhones because someone had like three people had gotten COVID, so they just like locked everyone in the factory. Yeah. So like, you know, it. Yeah, not, I, I think it's also sort of I, like briefly worth mentioning that like development as a concept and the sort of like developmental economics field was like. This was like specifically developed in sort of the bowels of the American State Department as as a response to like basically as like as, as a way to, as a kind of like simplified capitalist version of Marxist theory that they could throw out to sort of like explain what was happening in like as, as a way to as, as, as sort of an alternative to Marxism for like all these sort of like newly uh, post-colonial nations. And, you know, it's gone about as well as you would expect this thing cooked yeah. up in the bowels of the State Department to be an alternative to Marxism <laughs> pretty much, to go. Pretty much, yeah. It's like, yeah. Uh, well, this has been fun. Um, I love, I don't know, thinking about capital. I mean, this is it's this is important because like we always need to be thinking about what comes next. This is constantly like a problem that the left has, and certainly a problem that the liberals have, which is that um, the the vision of the future is is very rarely anything more than fighting against kind of the 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 demons of the moment as opposed to like what does it actually look like to get ourselves to a better place to a, a place that's more sustainable both in an environmental level and in like in a manner of human ecology too and um yeah i think this is like this is kind of the hard work that people need to be thinking about wherever you wind up landing on on degrowth as either a concept or as a term like these are the paths we have to start beating out of the bush, you know? Exactly. So there are many potential paths that have already been thought up and there are many that have yet to be imagined. In Ecuador, the project of Sumacose, in really the rest of Latin America, the idea of Buen Vivir, in much of South Africa, the concept of Ubuntu. In India, the Gandhian economy of permanence. All of these projects and more explore alternatives to quote-unquote development, alternative trajectories to a good life um, that is rooted in environmental justice, that is based in a retreat from the narrow confines of the global north's imagination um, and what that imagination has promoted worldwide and forced upon the rest of the world. Degrowth requires us to think for ourselves, to think creatively about how we plan on creating a good life in the context of capitalism's degradation, the Earth's degradation due to climate change, and what that will mean for our future. It is a, we really need to sit and think about what our future as a species, what our future as 
regions, our future as communities, our future as individuals is going to look like, what trajectory, what path we want to take, and how we begin that journey. And so in the second part of this two-part series, I intend to discuss what concepts are essential for degrowth, the steps we can take to move towards degrowth, and how we can integrate degrowth in anarchist politics. All right. And uh, that's going to be the end of part one. Come back tomorrow for part two and uh, probably more discussion of that weird surgery rich people get to have their legs broken repeatedly until they're taller. It Could Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sort. High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. Goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again. Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at highfivecasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. I'm going out with the girls this weekend. Nails, done. Outfit, stunner. And my skin? I know it's going to be glowing because I glammed up my shower routine with new Olay Indulgent Moisture Body Wash. It smells so luxurious and deeply moisturizes with its super rich, creamy lather that's bursting with vitamin B3 complex. So my skin glows and my confidence grows. Try new Olay Indulgent Moisture Body Wash for glowing skin in just 14 days. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women, creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection, obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com.